0: Welcome back to another episode of the Modern Multifamily Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Wilber, and today we've got one of my favorite kinds of episodes. It's the founder story. Today you'll hear from Alec Yeager. He is the CEO of Sweet Spot Technology, and you will learn who they are, what they do, and why they do it. This is a fun conversation and incredibly informative. I hope you enjoy. Let's get into it. All right, Alec, I'm super excited to have you on the podcast today. Thank you for joining me. Thanks, uh, Mike, and uh, thanks for having me. So let's start with some recency. How was the NAA Apartmentalized Conference for you, you and the team? So for us, it was, uh, it was probably
1: our best NAA ever. Um, I don't know if, it's, uh, if it's, our, it's our marketing doing a great job or uh, the, the market is coming our way. Uh, but I, uh, we had great meetings, uh, a lot of interest, and we we're very excited about the following up on all of those uh, meetings that we, uh, we just had at the show.
0: Oh, that's super exciting! Definitely feels like the energy right now in our industry is palpable, and I was really excited to meet you and Darren in person last week. So uh, glad to hear you guys had a great show. We're
1: both uh, big fans of your uh, podcast, so uh, it was great to meet you in person and uh, and uh, follow you on uh, on this
0: uh, on this pod. So let's jump into Sweet Spot Technology. I'm I'm looking at your website right now, and your headline says "Property Maintenance Performance Platform." To me, that does not necessarily tell the full story. You're the CEO, you're the founder. I'd love to start with you, how this company was born, and then let's really just jump into some of the problems that you guys are solving at Sweet Spot.
1: Okay, so, so I actually started really far from uh, multi-family uh, industry. I started uh, 25 years ago as an engineer, as a design engineer in, uh, in a company called Motorola. Uh, designing radios actually communication radios uh, and over the years i moved to startup companies and became uh, market leaders in communication about 10 years ago i made the shift to uh, to sas the software as a service and i um, was running a, a, a company in that space in enterprise uh, b2b but what I really liked, and over the years, that's what I've done successfully, is really building new businesses. So I was looking for the next uh, opportunity, and I came across uh, a company, actually uh, a general contractor that was serving the multifamily family and they actually built over 10 years prior to me introduce, introduced to them a technology that was really for for their own uh, for their own use uh, to. to to, uh, to basically manage maintenance process, primarily the the unit turns and rehab uh, and work orders and maintenance and stuff like that. And what happened for them is that, you know, they build a complete platform that their customers started to say, hey, can we use it, you know, for our own? You can use the software, can we use it with other vendors? And that really kind of triggered the whole idea of the software has, a, has, a, has, a, has its own life and uh, needs to be carved out from that uh, general contractors. And uh, that's where I came in for my network. We got introduced. Uh, what I've done, I actually bought that out with uh, backed by uh, investors that, uh, that I uh, knew from past life. And uh, we took that uh, domain expertise and the, the legacy product, rebuild that, of course, build a team for that, rebuild that and um, uh, geared towards the, the multifamily owner operators and managers. But we already had a lot of that domain expertise coming from the GC side of things, right? So Sweet is really all about maintenance, um, covering uh, the whole unit turnover process, uh, renovations, everything related to work orders, uh, inspections, preventative maintenance, uh, asset management. And the whole process, uh, the way, the the philosophy behind the software is really covering those, uh, those uh, processes end to end, really digitizing the whole process. You know, if we like, if we look at the the make ready and, and I, and I I would argue that if you're really good in unit turnover, uh, if you're brilliant in that process, that will reflect on uh, all other maintenance aspects of your organization. And if you look at the turnover process, it has a lot of stakeholders, a lot of steps. It kind of touches a lot of different uh, different groups, uh, whether, uh, whether internal maintenance team and, and vendors. And if you digitize and optimize that process end-to-end, you could really cut, you know, cost. You can cut the time. You create a lot of visibility around those processes. And, and those, this visibility creates, you know, more accountability. Uh, for, for staff, but also, also create, you know, KPIs that, you know, now executive can look at that and it's all about trending in the positive direction, right? I mean, as long as you, you know, month over month, you are, uh, you're moving in the positive direction, you're good, but what happened if you're not right? And then you can kind of look at that and see what are the root causes and kind of deal with that. Uh, uh, we, we, and, 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 Data back decision. It's all about you know what we do, and I think that you probably do the same. We we we're trying to bring data back decision. Data back decisions, you know, can only be accomplished by collecting the data um, and um, and and really reflecting and bringing it up in a meaningful way to the executive team.
0: That was a great overview. Thank you. I. I have a couple follow-up questions for you as you shared your perspective, your background, but also the why behind Sweet Spot. I've always you know, thought of and, and heard from clients and, and folks on the operator side of the industry that maintenance to many is really the backbone of our industry and also one of the you know, leaky buckets for speed to revenue because you look at the importance of turning over a unit from one resident to a new resident and that gap can be shortened or can be lengthened, which can really impact speed to revenue for... For a customer and I'm assuming there's a lot of manual processes that exist in this place today and I think the first question I have for you Alec is when you come in to work with a new customer do you find yourself replacing an existing maintenance solution or do you typically come in as the first maintenance solution that a customer is investing in so
1: for the most part we find ourselves coming first uh, we see and this is this some, somehow it's a bit challenging because you know When when you said it right, when there is a manual process, um, it's easy for uh, to create uh, to to get to some sort of silos silos within the organization. So kind of every property has its own thing, right? And now when you're trying to create a consistent, a standard, a workflow. Now everybody, uh, uh, needs to align to some sort of best practices. Uh, we find ourselves, and I think this is also one of the, the advantage of, uh, of what we build is that we are very flexible in, uh, adjusting and accommodating those, you know, let's call it secret sources, or, you know, because we haven't found yet one customer that is doing exactly the same uh, process as the other. Right. I mean, we, we see all kinds of nuances. Now that said, we do have a lot of best practices, you know, doing that over the years. So we, we, you know, what we do is we are trying to kind of, uh, provide those best practices, but at the same time, adopt and accommodate to the, to those processes that, uh, already in place. And, uh, and the benefit is that, you know, it, it makes the change easier for the people and 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 you know it you know I, I like the approach of you know crawl walk run then spring right we can do it in steps we don't have to start with the spring you start with the spring sometimes you know uh, uh things starts to break so i think that um i think that that's uh, that's most of the cases uh we do sometimes see other technologies uh that are really more uh focused on storing information so you might find you know technology and maintenance that helps take a certain element and kind of store data in a, in a more digital uh, format. The, the philosophy behind SweetSpot is really pushing that data, connecting that in a very holistic way, integrating with other platforms, creating a digitized, you know, if you, if you look at make ready, so if a notice to make it enters in, in, a, in a property management software that you have, whatever it is, it will trigger that in sweet the, the, the process in Sweet Spot and it will flow within Sweet Spot back and forth to the PMS, all the way to uh to dispatching work to to your internal stuff, but also connecting to vendors. And I think this is a, this is another another element that we bring in connecting the vendors into those processes and 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 creating a complete digital process that is under is in, in control and automated.
0: Are there any trends you're seeing in terms of the the like size and shape of customer that makes sense for sweet spot? You know, harnessing technology to turn a pen and paper process into a digitized experience probably enabling lots of value propositions to to a an owner operator third party manager. But are you seeing any? Type of attributes that make make you feel like yeah, that's the type of customer that would want to work with us.
1: Yeah, so so any customer that has a training department typically is a good sign uh, that uh, these companies they know uh, you know that any technology uh, adopted. Uh, should be well trained, right? Uh, internally. And uh, so, you know, typically this is a good sign when you have some, you know, a training department or a training person in the, in the, in this organization. We, we see, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's typically a certain size, right? I mean, we, we find ourselves, you know, typically working with customers that, you know, at least 5,000 uh, units and portfolio and, and all the way up. Uh, those are, you know, the pain starts to, uh, to become a, a more, uh, you know, a bigger pain when you you get into this kind of, uh, portfolio size. And, um, and also the type of, the type of, uh, the type of um, uh, people that we, we talk to. I mean, we, we find that, you know, it, there's no, uh, you know, one size fits all. I mean, you know, you can find, you can find a small organization that are very innovative and are, let's say early adopters and, and very, you know, they want to run fast. And you can find very large organizations that are, uh, you know, maybe not. Uh, you know, I can tell you something about, you know, my, my experience. In You know, I've, I've been involved in, in technology companies and I've seen technology companies that are making money and technology companies that are not making money. And you know what the funny thing is? That the technology companies that are making money had much less efficient processes internally because they didn't really put attention to that. And I think this is also something that we see in the multifamily. I mean, This is an industry that is doing well now let's face it right they're doing well and maybe the the focus is you know is is less on uh how do we become more efficient i think that one of the things that you know maybe two of the things that kind of happening recently is first you know the labor shortage in uh, in in this uh, in maintenance you know uh, so you need to do more with less right so guess what we need some sort of automation we need some technology to to, uh, to be to become leaner or to uh or to improve efficiency and productivity of the team also technology helps with onboarding faster new stuff because you can just follow follow the technology uh, uh steps and you you're good uh the other thing is that i think um, the connection to resident satisfaction, I think that you also probably would be able to comment on that. But, you know, if we hear all kinds of numbers, but, you know, if, you know, one of the numbers that I heard that is, you know, 75% of, of bad reviews, uh, from residents is somehow driven by main, by, by poor maintenance, uh, or, or maintenance issues. And, and I think, I think that the connections to, to resident satisfaction, to, to the, uh, labor shortage is really driving more people towards uh, optimizing, streamlining uh,
0: those processes. I, I think that there's definitely a lot to what you just said. And we we hear about it a lot through a few different um, like lenses here at Rent Dynamics. But I think right now we're seeing pr- a pretty massive shift in the industry towards really obsessing the experience and the experience you can create for residents to really become the flywheel for what People say about you, brand is starting to matter more than things like that. And you're also hearing a lot from like the third party side of the industry that one of the first things that someone looks to overhaul when they step into a relationship with a new ownership group or client is really overhauling, you know, the maintenance or the experience piece. Cause you're right. I mean, north of 75% of negativity online does dotted line or directly stem into maintenance related concerns. And so we're seeing all sorts of cool stuff. I mean, one of our customers, you know, sort of in the maintenance category, they were getting a lot of complaints about dog poop being all over their properties. And so they've invested in full-time poop picker uppers at their big conventional class A properties. And it's incredible how many positive reviews they've earned from that. And I know that's a soft version of maintenance in your world, but it's pretty cool seeing the industry really invest in data, making faster paced decisions, and really responding more quickly when things come through. Because I think that's definitely one of the big challenges is, is speed from notice of an issue to resolution of the issue. And I know Sweet Spot it's doing a lot to really speed up that process.
1: Absolutely, and you know, and I don't want to dismiss the the, the financial elements of that, right? I mean, um, not only resident satisfactions and retentions, you know, that there is a, that it's hard to measure uh, the impact, but but we we took uh, we took um, uh, we did a study recently. We took fifty thousand different turn turnovers cases from dozens of customers, and we analyzed them to see. What is the how much how much how much is lost from an, uh, from a net operating income uh, due to those uh, pool processes and with very conservative assumptions on it you know if I normalize that with 10,000 units a portfolio there is a two to three million dollars uh, that are left on the table uh, just because of uh, turnover processes and I didn't really take into account resident satisfactions and any of that just direct uh, uh, direct savings by you know, cutting time, uh, improving, uh, improving all of those processes. You know, digitizing those processes. Uh, there is a, there is a number of elements that uh, drive that. And you know, uh, that report is on our website, uh, but uh, it is based on fifty thousand turnover. So I think I, I don't know if if anyone actually did that kind of study in the in the industry to uh, to come up with that kind of uh, uh, figures. Wow, that's cool.
0: I'm I'm curious, Alec, when you Talk to your current customers that have made the, sh- the shift from an archaic process or one that wasn't technology driven to to being adopted and using your product. What kind of things do you hear from your customers six or, or twelve months down the line? Is this a no brainer? Are they asking for ROI? Are they asking for you to help them prove that it's working? Like, what are you hearing from your customers that are really heavily adopted?
1: So we don't have any customer that is giving us. I mean, our churn is is almost you know none, right? So so uh, that that's a good sign. That's that's already a good sign, and, um, and and we have customers that already spend with us over a million dollar over the years. So uh, what I can say is that it's becoming a mission critical application. I mean, our uh, you know our software touches you know maintenance, and maintenance you know there is a lot of people um, typically. Uh, there's site staff, there's a supervisor, technicians, vendors. So there's a lot of people that are touching on technology once it's adopted. So it's becoming a mission-critical application for uh, for the organization. And and we treat it like that, right? We, we support it like that and we treat it like that. People, you know, people are, uh, uh, you know, they're organized, they're better organized, you know, if they're better organized um, and it creates two things. First of all, you know, our expectations uh, are clear and at the same time, also, uh, there is visibility. So, you know, when there is a visibility and transparency to what, what people are doing. So, so there's no, okay. So if I, if I can be what I need to do then, and it's clear to everyone, then, uh, there, there's no disappointment that uh, maybe I need, I was, I was not meeting a certain target or I was not doing what I need to do. So that transparency is creating a lot of good things in, in the organization, right? I mean, you know, the problem starts, you know, it's always starts, you know, when I don't know something, I never think it's a Positive. I always think it's a negative. So if I don't know what you're doing, I will not think that you're probably doing a great job. I will probably think, oh, he's probably having, you know, he's probably taking a bit longer breaks. So the more transparency, I think it's create great, uh, you know, uh, matching expectations and and the retention of employees, the, the, the communication internally. It's all good, it's all it's all it's all happening in a good in a good way. Now there's also, you know, we see the, the KPIs, the trends, the reports. You know, I have one of the customers, you know, telling me, listen, I have three screen, one of the executives, you know, she said I have three screens open all day long. One of them is sweet spot. So, you know, our dashboards uh, is meaningful for for those uh, for those customers that are using us. And and we serve all the way from the technician level, people that are walking around with our mobile app and getting, you know. What they need to do, where they need to do it, by when they need to do it. So they get all that, that kind of uh, task in, in their, uh, in their mobile device. All the way to the, to the uh, dashboards and reports and analytics that we push all the way to uh, the executive level. So, so that kind of, that's kind of the, some of the feedback that we, we get.
0: That's really cool. That's really cool. Are there any questions I haven't asked you or areas of the product, the technology, even the category of maintenance that you think is you know, worth sharing with the audience or uh, your future audience? Yeah, you know what I would I wanted to ask you something. I mean,
1: I, I I sense that you know there is a this is an industry. First of all, it's great. I, I know I heard you once talking about how great is this industry, and I and I share that uh, with you. I mean, it's very. Uh, there's a lot of collaborations. It's a very friendly industry, and I'm very fortunate to be part of that today. Uh, uh, but but there is also there is a bit of a Perception sometimes, you know, that we, we see, and uh, I wanted to see your opinion on that, that, that it's safer not to change. It's almost safer not to change, right? Um, uh, which is, which is somehow counterintuitive, but how do you deal with that in your, uh, in your, uh, you know, how do you educate against that? How do you convince to take that leap of faith, uh, when you are, uh, in discussion with, uh, with new prospects?
0: Yeah, it's, it's a, super timely question. And one of the big things I spent time talking about this past week at NAA is that it really does feel like the pointy end of our industry is is learning how to buy technology and software and and really shifting to a mindset of growth and change and really embracing this best-in-class technology narrative that you and I are, of course, part of. Like We are part of the shift towards standalone technology, solving challenges, and then relying on this ecosystem of technology partners to share data among each other to make sure it's a great experience for our customers, the residents, the prospects, and everyone involved. And I think that you know one of the things that i find myself thinking about a lot coaching our team a lot on is is playing the long game with with customers and future customers to make sure that we are constantly in the in the state and spirit of educating because i do think that in sales like one of the hardest sales stages to get someone out of is untroubled and unaware when someone does not know that they have problems therefore they're unaware we're not thinking about solving those problems. And so I think we spend a lot of time trying to educate the market on why a shift to our solutions can truly be helpful for them, harnessing the voice of our customers to really share that back with the market, to use them as an extension of our team, and also Almost having like a no pressure approach from a sales and marketing standpoint because oftentimes what I find, Alec, is if when I offer someone, hey, want to spend forty five minutes just looking over the fence and just see what what a different you know solution could look like, it really does open their eyes to challenges or deficiencies they didn't know they had until they saw a Cadillac experience. And so I know that was verbose, but those are definitely some of the, of the things we do as a business. And I think hiring from within the industry has helped us because we have a lot of leaders here in the business who understand that it does take time to harness change in multifamily. So we're all aligned with our investors on the pace that we're going, uh, but playing the long game with the industry.
1: I agree, and uh, and I think you know. You talked about the the things that you don't know that you don't know, right? This is the this is the this is really the blind spots, right? I mean, uh, yep. it's the hardest thing to convince because you know, if you know that you don't know, it's easy, right? But if you don't know that you don't know, that that's uh, that's a that's a big uh, that's a big education here to to you know to illuminate that those dark, dark uh, blind spots. It's uh it, it's it's the toughest uh, uh, thing, and I agree with you. We are also playing the long game. Uh, I think that you know. Anyone that is thinking is thinking about the uh, you know a short uh, a short game or or, or a quick uh, quick wins in this industry is uh, is doomed to fail. <laughs> so yeah, you're spot uh, on. Uh, it's uh, you know you, you need to build trust, and I think uh, I think uh, one of the things that you know, uh, people look to see is uh, that you are uh, sticking around, that you are uh, you know that you're uh, a player that uh, is showing up. And executing well. It's also very interesting that you know referral is is playing a very important role. Um, people talk with each other. People respect the opinion of uh, of different uh, uh, different organization in this industry. So you know, so it's it's not only uh, winning. It's also executing well on what you uh, what you already have and making sure that your 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 customers. You know, one of the things that we we spend a lot is on support services. We feel like, you know, uh, handholding uh, through the, the implementation, but not, not only that, I mean, you know, having those quarterly business review with the customers, showing them, hey, here's the new things that are coming. Hey, here's some trends that we see. Here's some areas that you could you take advantage of what you have in a better way uh, i think i think that um, th- that plays uh, a very important role and of course you know having uh, working very close with our customers when we when we are uh, developing new uh, ideas or, or or thinking about new products uh, this is uh, this has been uh, you know uh, you know we're not building solution and they're looking for a problem we're trying to find real problems and and kind of come up with great solutions for that and 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 while doing that delining uh the existing uh, base so i think i think yeah. that's the smartest strategy ever i agree i agree and and, and I'm, I'm sure that you 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 probably are doing uh very similar things if you you know you wouldn't be so successful if not uh, so i'm very excited about the, the future as i said i think that you know the this area that we uh the, of maintenance of property maintenance is becoming a, i think that people wants to solve and wants to improve and, and i think that uh we we built over the years we you know we have we built that 10 years before we even started the company so you know that there is a fifteen years of of uh, electro property uh, and and domain expertise that is brought into that platform. and I'm super excited about the future and seeing how uh, how uh, customers uh, will continue to take advantage of that uh, rich platform and uh, and you know and continue to do um, um, integrations with the best of breed uh, 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 partners. To provide, you know, a very strong ecosystem, and I, you, you mentioned that, and I, I truly believe that that's uh, that's the power of uh, of the cloud computing or SaaS. It's much easier to do that, and and the benefit that you get are, uh, are uh, you know, you now can select, you know, I want to have this resident portal, and I want to have this CRM, and I want to have this maintenance platform, and I want to have this property management system and guess what if i'm not happy with one i can only replace that piece uh, i think it creates a lot of opportunities for the for the industry and um and I think that that notion of one-stop shop perception, which uh, doesn't exist in other industries, is coming is coming to uh, is becoming uh, something that they, our industry start to uh, acknowledge.
0: Yep, I I completely agree on that one. Well, hey, Alec, to wrap up today, I'm curious for anyone who wants to learn more about Sweet Spot, get in touch with you personally or. Take a peek over the fence and just take a look at what a better maintenance solution could look like. What are some ways that people can get in touch with you or the company?
1: So the best way is to uh, uh, you know either you know ping me on LinkedIn J A E-G-E-R, and you can put it in the in the in the you know in the podcast uh, chat um, and, or uh, just email me um, it's jagger at uh, sweetspottechnology.com
0: okay well I'll include all of that I really appreciate your time and I wish you guys a wildly successful second half of the year thanks
1: Mike it was fun and I wish you all the best